Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. I guess, uh, hey, 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 what's happening, team? Hey. Hey. Come into focus. All right. How's everybody doing on this now uh, half rain, half sunshiny day? Real good? Real good. Good. Now that the sun's out. I know. I know. So uh, as everybody or most of you know, we're broadcasting live. Good morning, Shirley, from uh, uh, Chicago studio here. Uh, last week, we were at Social Media Strategy Summit, which happened to be in Chicago. Um, so uh, stay tuned for our on-location um, events as well and our live webcasts and all those cool things. So how are you doing today, Kate? I'm great. Yeah? I'm going to the beach so. next week, so... Are you really? Where, oh, yeah. you're going... Oh, we're at... I'm going to Clearwater Beach. I'm going to Tampa for a bachelorette party. So what? I'm I'm just counting down right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like fun. How about you, Jackson? How are you doing in the studio over there? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I just missed traffic. I hit it for like 30 seconds, and then I it cleared up, and I was able to zip right in. So it was real nice. So. All right, cool. All right, we want to invite each and every one of you to play with uh, Kate and the team on social media at Get Social Jack, hashtag Influence Factory. If you'd like to uh, tweet about the show or cover anything or have us uh, ask any questions, we have a very special guest that will be coming on with us here in about 10 minutes, uh, Ellie from uh, McDonald's. She's uh, uh, an all-time favorite of ours for the last couple of years. We've learned so much from her, and we expect uh, the same uh, today for each and every one of you. Um, so welcome from us here in Chicago to everybody out there, wherever you're checking in from. Don't forget, this is a learning experience for you. So uh, maybe for just a brief moment, I know some of you are doing your lunch and learn, you might be on your noontime drive or whatever, but maybe just take and, and turn this over unless we have you reference your phones or you're tweeting for the show. <clears throat> we want you to really take some takeaways here. So uh, so in doing that, make sure that you make some notes and you have at least one thing, and then we're going to ask you about that. One of the other big things, too, is that we want you to engage with us because um, social media is about engagement, and that's how you succeed. And Kate and her team measure engagement each and every day. I mean, it's like uh, almost like a 24-7 job, right, Kate? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Kate, yeah. So it's like, uh, and, and if you engage, you win. And that has to do with building your influence and social selling and everything like that. So today's question is super easy. No pressure. I know sometimes we do a question to warm everybody up, but we want to make sure you can find your uh, go-to webinar taskbar. Uh, your toolbar on the side. And if you can't, there's a little flower or daisy on the bottom of your computer. You just click on that and it comes up to the very top. So the question today is what is your favorite ice cream? What's your favorite ice cream? Kate, what's your favorite ice cream? Uh, I feel on the spot. I like butter pecan. <gasps> so do I, but it's not one. my all time favorite. Jackson. Uh, butter pecan's a good one. I didn't even think about that. But like, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm cool with vanilla. Like just plain vanilla. I don't mind it. I'm as long as it's in like an all natural. Yeah. Know, like Debbie That's said, a French, De Debbie said French vanilla. So there, you got to say French. French. Yeah, French vanilla. Yeah, that's yeah, the one I like. And uh, and Shirley said chocolate chip cookie dough smothered in chocolate. <laughs> A lot of cookie. Uh, oh, and then uh, Trish said Hagen dazs vanilla Swiss almond. So that's a fancy vanilla. And then uh, that we have some more vanillas coming in. So it's good. It's interesting, Kate. A lot of vanilla lovers out here. Uh, a few butter pecans. Yeah, but they all take French vanilla or some kind of special vanilla. <laughs> um, so one thing that, yeah, so one that I like is uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey. Ah, I forgot about that one. Oh, Harry <laughs> Garcia is pretty good too. So, uh, but anyway, so now, now it's funny. Everybody is going to, uh, yeah, Lori said that's a good one. Everybody's going to run out and get ice cream today. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody <laughs> so, wants ice cream. So craving what'd you have for lunch? Ice cream. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so remember this is the fun and engaging. And at the end, as we look through who's engaged with us, we'll select a winner 
for Starbucks gift card and will tell you exactly how to use that gift card to have some fun. And uh, Hank likes vanilla with chocolate topping. So seems like you and Shirley go to the same go to the same ice cream shop, Hank. So that's pretty good. Um, so with that being said, uh, don't forget members, Social Jack, log in. <clears throat> we constantly are updating uh, new worksheets, new spreadsheets, new tip sheets. I think we just uh, we're just now updating the profile worksheet for LinkedIn. So uh, super uh, super big on doing that. So make sure that you guys get in there and uh, uh, upload or download those. Um, and that's where discount codes are as well. So. Uh, if you're in the uh, financial space, M&A space, join us live. We'll be streaming live from the Alliance uh, 2018 Summer Conference coming up in July. <clears throat> I also have a couple of uh, other uh, quick event announcements. So uh, Social Media Strategy Summit, where Ellie was last week and we were last week. Kate taught an amazing workshop there last week on influencer marketing. Um, we're going to be doing a live half, well, half day. It's a four hour virtual conference. So uh, watch out for that announcement. It's in July. It's uh, just about ready to pop. And then um, let's go to this one here. Uh, we have a webinar tomorrow. So how many people that are on with us today uh, do business, uh, they're business to business and they call on business owners or CEOs. Just put a yes in the box or I do. <clears throat> now, last week we automatically uh, registered each and every one of you for this, um, for this workshop for advisors. And the reason this is important is uh, we have a sponsor that's giving away qualified scored business leads. So you'll get five of those. Um, and then we're also going to show you the very newest features in LinkedIn that just came out the last couple of weeks. And you've heard some of them, but we're actually going to demonstrate some of those. <clears throat> so if you want to go to social for the number four advisors.com, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, work on getting, um, yes, it's 11 a.m. Central time. So, uh, so if you want, we'll put you automatically in there, but if you have friends or colleagues, they absolutely should register at the very least so that they, uh, yes, we'll be recording. So make sure that you do it, <clears throat> but um, make sure that you go to socialforadvisors.com. And yes, uh, Julie, I did not put a survey in there for this one, but you, uh, you're in attendance. We assume you want to go, but if you want to pass it on social, the number four advisors.com, O-R-S. <clears throat> there you go. I know Julie's going. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump into some quick news articles. And uh, so, uh, Kate and Jackson, so I know uh, you guys are covering different things here, but uh, know the difference between micro and macro influencer marketing. What the heck is the difference? Yes. Yeah, so this was actually something that we touched on a little bit last week with, uh, you know, my, uh, micro influencers was, you know, what we do, what we really, that's our bread and butter. That's what we talk about a lot. And yeah, I just use this basically to show that the last one showed anywhere from 10,000 followers to 100,000 followers that was a micro influencer. This one says uh, uh, any business, small business or individual uh, with anywhere from 500 to 10,000. So that's what they're defining as. So, you know, don't be in your head about, oh, I'm not a micro influencer. I'm not, if you have a good enough following, if you have loyal followers who are retweeting and paying attention to the things you're saying, you are an influencer. And, you know, Dean says this all the time that everyone is an influencer. They just haven't realized it yet. So all <laughs> you have to do is basically be push, putting out, you know, good content and posting, you know, videos like what we say each and every week, you know, short little videos. We have if you log into the Social Jack platform, we have a video marketing uh, tip sheet for uh, shooting videos straight <clears throat> from your smartphone. Cuts time in half, I swear. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. So that's why I chose this article for today was just to show you that, you, you know, it doesn't mean you have to have, you know, millions and millions of followers or be a verified person. As long as you are pushing out content and you have a following that listens, then you can influence those people and drive them towards your business. 
So Jack, Jackson, where's your Red Bull can? Aren't you trying to get them as a sponsor? Yeah, I I, uh, oh, I, I chugged oh. it this morning. I know, I know. I chugged it this morning. It's all about so. product placement. I'm just joking. But people will pay you for that, depending on which side. But usually in B2B micro-influencers, uh, you know, Ellie is one of our um, – micro influencers in the world. And so this is thought leaders in the business world that have a following that uh, speak, you know, maybe you speak at conferences, you blog, you help, you teach, you encourage, you motivate others to really take it to that next level. So uh, thank you, Jackson, for that. And then now let's go to our other uh, micro influencer on the table here is how to get the most out of your influencer marketing campaign. And you just did a uh, workshop on this, didn't you, at Social Media Strategy Summit? Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, one of the best things about Social Media Strategy Summit was that a lot of the people in my workshop had had some experience already with influencer marketing. So while I got to teach this three-hour class, I also got to learn from some of the people. And my biggest takeaway from it was that lots of businesses are using influencer marketing. It's not just big brands like McDonald's. Small businesses are doing it, and they're doing it really successfully, too. So if you've thought about, you know, going that way, this is a really great article to give you a few things to keep in mind. And then of course, uh, my slide deck from SMSS is in the social tech academy. So make sure you check it out because it breaks down all the things you could possibly think about. Um, but the three golden rules as laid out in this infographic, and of course there's a link to it in the follow-up, are the first one, tailor content to specific platforms. One of the guys in my class shared this really awesome story about how they had this influencer they really wanted to work with, they thought it was gonna be great, but as it turns out, their demo was on this one specific platform and the, info and the influencer's demo was on a different one, and so it didn't really align. So even though he would have been great for their brand, their people weren't in the same place. So they had to step back uh, and reevaluate. I love that. You really want to be specific per the platform. So that's rule number one. The second one is you need to get that correct balance between fun engagement and content marketing. It's not an infomercial. They're not holding up your product and saying, I love this, buy this. It's supposed to be engaging. It's supposed to be humble and personal. So you need to get that really good balance of promoting, but making it seem real. And then also you're using your influencers as ambassadors, right? They should be working for your brand, working for your goals. You know, whatever you want them to talk about, it needs to be laid out. Out. And so really good three rules that you can stick by to make your influencer marketing campaign successful. Really good article. Make sure you read it. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So thank you for that. And uh, like always on the follow up, Jackson will make sure that we have links to all these articles and we'll really uh, get those to that next level. So before I get to our lesson for today, um, and then thank you, uh, Kate and Jackson. We'll have you back on in just a minute. We're going to bring uh, Ellie on in just a minute, but we always have a lesson, but let's do a quick launch of, um, and I, and I want to find out uh, what type of lessons do you want? Because we have classes in all of the following areas that we're putting up on the screen. Uh, so tell us if you want uh, to be on the waiting list for influencer development and marketing, social streaming and video monetization. And yes, you should be able to click more than one. Personal professional branding or LinkedIn social selling. So just click on the one that you want to be, you know, put on the waiting list. We're going to have smaller classes and some internet classes. Um, so uh, let's make sure that, uh, you know, we uh, uh, get on the right ones there. Okay, and then today's lesson is I'm going to show you super quick in 60 seconds a tool that I think is important for each and every one of you uh, to have or to, to at least consider. And then we're going to flip it around and uh, talk to Ellie about some of the same things that we're going to talk about here in a minute. So uh, with that being said, um, hold on real quick. Uh, see if I can get... All right. Okay. So everybody's still voting. So I want to make sure everybody has a has a chance for that. So, all right. Okay. So uh, so good stuff. Okay. So um, so thanks everybody for doing that. Let's close this out, and I'm going to go back to my screen here. Hopefully everybody can see that. Um, so if you look here at the top, I have Epic beat. It's called E-P-I-C-B-E-A-T. So uh, just real quick, um, if you look at this, um, you can type in 
any piece of content that you want. And what's more important, you know, I, I actually learned some of this from Ellie as well, and she'll talk more about this, but listening to your audience, not just your audience, but who you believe is your, or who you know to be your target audience, what are they engaging with? <clears throat> So we talk a lot about listening to your own audience, but it is super, super important to listen to other people's audiences too. So with a Pictions Epic Beat, our team goes in and we actually have the paid version, but it's not a budget breaker. I don't know what it is, but they have Priceless on here. But the idea is you can search content, uh, you can get content insights, you can look at timelines. Like I wanna see influent, uh, content marketing articles for the past six months. And so, oh, here it goes. It'll tell you, you have to, uh, I didn't log in, so I'm not getting the uh, full access. But if you go in here, you can filter by content type, by webinars, by podcasts, any type of content, you could, you know, videos, whatever you can come up with, you can actually uh, go and look up whatever content you want, but you can also see the people that are engaging with the content. So it'll tell you how many shares it's getting, how much uh, other engagement it's getting, the applause level. So epic beat. So I want you to, to really check that out and um, uh, take it to that next level. So Without further ado, I want to bring on today's guest. Uh, she is, uh, I have known her, uh, I want to say for, I know several years, I don't know what several comes to, but um, she's a reigning kickball world champion, not just like United States, this is like world, has never <laughs> met a macaroni and cheese that she didn't like, has traveled to many cities around the world, and uh, loves being a tourist right here in Chicago. So, and we've put her channels up there so you can talk with her and she's uh, very good on social media, obviously. So Ellie, come on, come on in. There you are. Hi everyone. Thanks good. for having me, Dean. And you're local too. You're right here in Chi-Town. I know, I know. Born and raised and that's why I love this city so much, but I'm, I'm biased because I think it's one of the best in the world. Yeah, right. Sorry, right everybody on, else. <laughs> but also so, shameless plug come and visit chicago if you haven't <laughs> yes well and and you guys have something new brewing over there at mcdonald's uh right in uh, right downtown right uh what is it the you were we telling us do. a little bit about that yeah. yeah our um global headquarters are moving back to chicago after 40 some years and we've opened up a restaurant in the headquarters that's public facing that has international menu items. So for a limited time, you can try different variations of menu items from around the globe. Um, it's been a hit so far. It's been open for a few weeks and it's just slammed. And we even ran out of some um, items on that first day because people were so excited about it. It's one of a kind like no other in the world. So very exciting times for us. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. So I'm gonna go back to this kickball world champion. <laughs> so, so what was that? I know I've heard it, but most, most on have not heard this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always a fun thing that I like sharing and it, I have it on my bios everywhere online as well, but um, I am allowed to say reigning because this tournament only happened once in a lifetime. Um, and it was ultimately uh, our, my recreational kickball team here in Chicago won a tournament that got us a free ride to Las Vegas to play in the World Kickball Championships. And we ended up winning. Um, and this was back in 2013. So it's been a long time. Um, but because they never hosted that tournament again, I get the claim to fame to say that I'm a reigning kickball world champion and uh, <laughs> really fun to you know, use that as a talking point, but also, you know, it was some publicity stunt with um, a liquor brand that they did with a fun agency that put together this brainstorm of let's get, you know, all these teams from around the world to win their local tournaments and come here and, you know, fight to the death to win for the reigning world champion kickball um, term, I guess. Yeah, right on, right on. And then um, I know you've been all over the world because I, you know, follow you. And so I'll see all of a sudden you're here and you're there. And, you know, just even that adventure with the Olympics, uh, the <laughs> last Olympics was cool. So this mac and cheese thing, it made me think, well, it made me hungry because we talk about ice cream and mac and cheese. Now my diet is gone today. Um, <laughs> have you been to uh, San Diego? Of course you have, right? Yeah. So uh, if Jackson, if you could find out there's a, there's a place that we went that had this killer 
mac and cheese like but it was like like 10 different versions of mac and cheese but please find that out for ellie i forget but i know we posted it everywhere but it was crazy it was right. like you know some had brussels sprouts and some had bacon and you know Ooh. it was just like crazy yeah it was like really just good combos but you know of course we needed a heart pump when we were done with that um <laughs> so uh, what is I'll your favorite mac what is your favorite mac and cheese then since we well, I was a blue box kid growing up, uh, and then I've acquired a you know different type of palate, a more refined palate, if you will. So I, I like the gourmet mac and cheeses that you can get at restaurants and whatnot. But I, I at home as a treat to myself, I don't have it very often. But um, we end up making Annie's macaroni and cheese. You know, we've we've elevated our game and and gotten to an organic level of mac and cheese, which somehow makes it feel okay when we eat it. But um, you know, Brussels sprouts and um, sauteed onions and mushrooms. I've had it all and I love it. I just, I don't eat bacon. So I've heard that's a really good addition to mac and cheese, but um, that's something I won't go that far. So yeah, I guess right. I have met a mac and cheese I haven't liked, but I always just pick around it or, you know, right. order it without. And and Lori chimed in and she loves Annie's too. So there you go. <clears throat> Yay. So so I know you travel a ton. So of all the places that you've traveled, I know Chicago is your favorite city, but you know, if you could pick a city like, you know, you could go to again and again and again, what's your next favorite city? That is a tough question. Um, I would like to say that I've been to uh, even more cities than I have um, because I'm still exploring and I have that wanderlust and, and uh, I just, thirst to travel. Um, but I would say my favorite city is probably Buenos Aires. Um, I lived there um, for six months uh, back in the early mid 2000s. And it was quite an experience and I haven't been back since. So um, it'd be great to kind of come back around a decade later and see what what it's like these days. But it's a beautiful metropolis kind of Europeanized South American city. It's got a little bit of everything. And uh, it's, I mean, the people there are gorgeous. The food there's amazing. Um, the city has so much to see. And I'm a huge soccer fan. So getting to see Messi play there, um, right. it was just an eye-opening experience. Um, so he's my favorite soccer player in the world. Um, and I got to see him play for his country in Argentina. So that was awesome. And didn't I just see you recently take a picture with like the cup? Yeah, so we had our um, McDonald's worldwide convention that happens every two years. And oh, okay. um, because of our upcoming promotion with the FIFA World Cup in Russia this year and our partnership with Coca-Cola, we got to have uh, the World Cup trophy in our hands uh, on site for us to take pictures with. And, you know, it was an incredible experience because I've never been that close to the physical trophy that the teams win um, and in engraved on the bottom of it is actually um, a fine detail that's really easy to miss, but it has all of the teams that have won um, since the 70s uh, on it. So, oh, and it's fun. made of like pure gold. It was so cool. Life, life, I guess, bucket changing. <laughs> that's what you said. You go that, that item checked off on the bucket list. So I remember yeah. saying that. So you said right. to ask you about that. So when we first met, <clears throat> I remember, I know you, you know, you meet a ton of people, but it was like, we were both speakers at one of the early social media strategy summits. And you were with Garrett Popcorn and Garrett Popcorn actually had some Garrett Popcorn there. And I was like, this is my favorite popcorn. And I looked up and you I think we were in line at the buffet or something. You go, I am so happy to hear that because I handle all their social media. And so I was just <laughs> like, what? And so, uh, so anyway, then we started talking and everything from there. So I want you to just sort of, you've been on a very interesting journey to build up who you are today. So I'd like to just maybe go back a little bit and just tell us, you know, what that adventure has been like for you. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I like to call it right time, right place for uh, how social media really got started and my introduction into this world. But, um, you know, working hard and teaching myself and going to conferences and networking as much as I could really help me build my personal brand, which helped me, you know, work for some of um, the most amazing companies and businesses in the world. So um, I started out uh, doing graphic design and video production and in, in an internship that was was called new media at the time um, and so working with a startup professional sports team the Chicago Red Stars um, I oh, just wow. 
I just started saying, okay, what can we do here? How can we grassroots market this? There's this thing called social media and Twitter. No one was really using it at the time. It was still new. And then um, learning and evolving our practices on what we were trying to do to reach new fans, to get to come to a stadium in a sports-centric town um, was very challenging. But social media allowed us to help engage you know, the community as well as um, teach a lot of these uh, worldwide first class athletes on how to, you know, send a tweet over the internet and have it be an autograph to a thousand a million fans, however many they had at the time. Um, so I ended up uh, working for them for a couple years and then um, through my networking and, and being involved in Social Media Club, which is the biggest nonprofit organization yeah. in the world all about social media. Um, I uh, met somebody who, no, no surprise, DM'd me on Twitter a couple years <laughs> after I met her. And she said, hey, we have job openings at Weber Shanwick if you know anybody that's interested. And took me a while to figure out what Weber Shanwick was coming from a nonprofit world um, and startup sports team. And uh, then was like, oh, I should apply for that. And um, <laughs> right. you know, a couple weeks later was in the door working across Fortune 500 and 100 brands um, wow. with Weber Shanwick. Just and like that. Yeah, and starting up their digital um, and social media strategies and community management, analytics, content, copywriting. So um, really got a, an amazing opportunity to be there and work um, across all these fabulous brands um, that were really igniting their, their I guess, world of digital um, as it was still coming up to speed and evolving. Um, and through a lot of my experience, I um, decided that I actually wanted to start my own business as a consultant, um, helping people um, with their social and digital communication strategies, as I felt there was a big gap um, around that. And, um, you know, it, it needed one to one attention, no matter if you were a small startup or a global brand or an athlete celebrity anywhere in between. So um, did that for a while. And one of my clients ended up becoming Gara Popcorn Shops, which... Okay. Um, I was consulting for and then got brought in house to lead their global digital team and uh, worked across the globe with uh, all of their uh, different uh, stores that they have um, and different teams and agencies and really, you know, rebuilt their e-commerce strategy with their new website design and, you know, helped elevate their digital game to get them to where they are today and beyond. and. Um, when I was speaking at a conference, as I did and continue to do all over the world, I met somebody um, at the Brand Innovators uh, Conference that was the new global director of social media. And he had, I guess he liked what I had to say on the panel and said, we're starting up a new global digital team. Um, so somehow, some way, even working for some of the biggest corporations and businesses in the world, I've always been part of a startup, which I like. And even my own practice with consulting has been great right. because... Um, you know, social is forever evolving. This world of even influencer marketing has, you know, just gotten up to a crazy level of significance over the last three, five, seven years alone. Um, and, you know, being there from the beginning with uh, the Red Stars, Weber, my own business, Garrett Popcorn, and um, now into what I'm doing at McDonald's with digital communications is something that um, is near and dear to my heart. And I'm very passionate about it. And I love this space. And, you know, a lot of it, like I said, was right time, right place. And that I got into the field, not knowing what I wanted to do when I graduated from college. And, you know, almost uh, a decade plus later, I'm still doing what I love and I'm passionate about my work. So um, it got me to, you know, the likes of McDonald's. And I've been here for three years, really focusing wow, on three people. years already yeah <laughs> three years in june so uh wow, almost three years but yeah um yeah really just you know continuing and i'm learning every day and growing my own knowledge of um this space and i love um collaborating and talking to people and networking um and going to events just like social media strategy summit where we met yeah and you know what's interesting is is you were sort of playing back history i you know you were going well you know i was i was put in charge of digital strategy and i was just thinking at that moment well that explains why you were you know like the rest of us going to these conferences because it changes every single day you know there there's uh it's just it's just insane the amount of things that all of a sudden you wake up and you're like what you know and if the platform's not changing there's another way to use a technology or a platform. I, and I, 
smiled when you said new media. I th that went that came and went so fast. I forgot mm -hmm. that was a term that we used <laughs> for like a couple of years about you know anything that wasn't old media. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as Lori says, haha, not so sure, not so new. Um, so, but anyway, um, you know, and I and I was thinking when you were back with uh, Red, did you say Red Star, right? The um, yeah. or Res that that was like the you know even like some of the early birthplace or usage of influencer marketing, right? Yeah, using those personalities and those athletes and helping them increase their brand to increase the overall brand. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, I remember standing in front of a room full of these brand new um, Chicago Red Stars that were superstar athletes, um, some on the national team and others on um, different international uh teams as well. And they're like, who's this nerdy girl in the glasses talking to us about texting our message to the internet in a tweet, whatever that is. And, <laughs> you know, slowly but surely, you know, a lot of these big time athletes came back to me and said, wait a second, could you like help us understand this? This seems like a really good opportunity. And I was like, yes, you can make money off of the field just by using your phone and texting the internet. Cause you know, Twitter at the time was texting text the internet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. Um, you had to use a, you know, short code to get your message out and we didn't have you know mobile ready uh twitter like we do now wow. um and applications and all that so um it was a fun evolution and honestly that got me a lot into the world that i am today and having experience in sports and pr events conferences speaking um has really helped me build my brand and career and is something i love doing so you can hear it in my voice when i genuinely you know get excited about this stuff but uh, it helps build my influence as well as the brand that I work for and, you know, I represent. And, you know, while I'm not a spokesperson for the brand, I get to do some really cool things that allow me to showcase like me meeting the FIFA World Cup trophy, which yes. to most would not be that exciting. But especially in a World Cup year is, you know, a game changer and, and the bucket list item that um, I'm just so, you know, excited to have been a part of and had that experience. So. Yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. A lot of people are talking about how horrid it was to have to text your message to Twitter. And I'm laughing at how spoiled we are in terms of our apps and conveniences and things like that. And uh, don't forget, I remember fax blasting. So if you guys want to really go back. so uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one thing that stood out with um, McDonald's is you're like, you know, so you're like, well, it's it's basically me at the top. And, you know, when I think about people going, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed with four platforms in my business and things like that. And then I heard you at the conference go, well, I manage uh, I think you're 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 overseeing 60 brands or or, or, or within McDonald's or channels out of 100 some that you said that are still out there. Or what was the number? Well, there's around 28,000 social media pages worldwide for McDonald's. What? 28,000. Yeah. yeah, and growing every day. Um, wow. So, you know, that's something we just have to keep top of mind because there's so much data and insight that's available around McDonald's and our customers and really their opinions of everything. So um, we have to keep all of the data top of mind, make sure we're, you know, um, looking at the full conversation and then looking at the 120 markets that we have um, at McDonald's that are sharing content across the globe. Um, and I don't oversee all of them in any capacity, um, but, you know, we're just keeping a, a, a tap in on what content's coming out of that and um, what we can do to help amplify it from the global corporation side, which is what um, I work across and all of our digital communication strategy. So um, we're utilizing Sprinkler, which is a great partners, partner of ours to, um, you know, purvey their landscape and make sure we're uh, aggregating data and conversations and engaging in real time as much as possible um, across the globe. And we have 40 markets um, of those 120, 40 plus that are utilizing Sprinkler, which makes the process and everything we do a little easier to aggregate all that information. And you're using that for listening and distribution? Yeah, listening, engagement, content marketing, planning. It's really a, a very robust tool and, and the best of its kind we've seen um, that has helped us uh, elevate our social media game over the past few years and get us to where we need to be to not only be an industry leader, but you know, a global corporation that has a lot of visibility um, on social media. 
Yeah, that's super cool. So, of course, the questions coming in, you know, and they're like, oh, my gosh, 28,000 pages, 40 markets, even 40 markets. How many people are on your social media team? Well, um, so our digital communications team, which I help head up, is um, me and myself um, currently, and that's for all of our global channels. But then we have um, dedicated um, community managers and customer service agents, about 20 to 30, that work across our US and corporate channels. And then we have, you know, hundreds, I can't even put a number on it, amount of people across the globe that are working um, on social media, whether that's in-house um, at the market level or it's an agency partner or multiple agencies, consultant staff. Um, so hard to put a number on that for sure around the globe, but definitely I would give it probably a few hundred. Um, but at our global headquarters, we have about 40, 40 or so people, um, including myself. So, so a lot of us are just trying to get our heads around this because, like I said, when um, you know when we think about it, I think with us we have maybe twenty channels, um, and and I know sometimes it feels you know overwhelming just to have twenty uh, channels, and some people are like, man, I can't even imagine trying to. I'm trying to figure out four. So, um, <laughs> as you're looking at that, is it really the is it really the tools, or or have you found as you moved from you know, Red Star to, to, to your own practice, to Garrett, to here, that, that you've sort of instilled sort of like a system or methodology that you've applied or learned along the way. So, you know, is it the combination? What is it, you know, sort of stands out for you? Well, you absolutely need to have a very strategic uh, channel and content strategy. So that's something that I've always kind of stood on as, as a tentpole um, concept you need to have from the beginning. And I mean, a lot of businesses don't even have a business plan or a marketing plan. And then right. they try to go and do social media. And it's really hard um, to do social well if you don't know what you're trying to achieve and your goals and objectives. And you also don't know, you know, what the landscape is, is saying about you because you haven't done a listening audit or anything like that. So, um, you know, we really try to have the data tell the story for us and use that as a positioning around how we build and evolve our social and digital strategy um, and decide which channels to use. So just because you launched on a channel, you know, two months ago, eight years ago, whenever you launched it, doesn't mean that it's something that's relevant today. So we're forever, you know, updating and evolving that strategy. Um, and it's something that, you know, any business should be revisiting um, at all times to say, okay, you know, maybe we were using Snapchat last year to reach this audience, but now more people are using Instagram stories. So we need to shift our, our thinking there, or we need to work with more influencers on Snapchat to, you know, target those people they're connected to. I mean, it's all part of the evolution of social and digital communications and marketing. Um, but that's significantly helped, I would say, everywhere I've been. If we hadn't had one, um, then we're the first thing we do is really sit there and set it up and say, here's the strategy, here's the channel, here's what goes on that channel, the type of content, the audience we're trying to reach, the objective, the purpose. And then if you know some channels are eerily similar, it's like, what's the differenti differentiator for you and how do we make that distinction and that business case also for having the resources to run all those channels? Because I've been at companies where, you know, they're like, we need to get on this channel. And you're like, why? <laughs> you know, just because <laughs> right. somebody told you it was the hot new thing to do, like it's not relevant for our brand or we don't have the resources to run another channel. So until we have those, we can't really, you know, uh, do more. Um, and we want to, you know, be more focused on quality over quantity. And if we can really take home Twitter or whatever channel that is where we're going to reach the most customers in the largest amount of time, um, you know, or in the shortest amount of times to get the largest impact, um, that's where we need to be. And if that's the only channel we could maintain, then so be it. Um, but you can fold in other channels and opportunities as they come around, um, given the resources that you have. Right, right, for sure. Um, I'm, you know, and I'm thinking about that based on the resources that you have. But I think the the big thing that I underlined here is, you know, where's your audience and what do they want to talk about? You know, it's almost like I hate to break it down that simple, but that's probably how you came up with 28,000 <laughs> pages, right? <laughs> it's like, well, we need one for kids or we need one for this one. And different countries have different cultures and different languages. That's what I'm imagining. 
Yeah, that's forever the challenge as, you know, McDonald's consumer is everybody. Um, we're, we're pretty democratic and we, we like everybody to be a fan and we want to, um, you know, have everybody have a positive experience. So it doesn't matter who you are, what age you are, where you sit or live in the world or what type of menu item you like the most. You know, we, we love our fans and we love the loyalty that they bring as fast food lovers and McDonald's, you know, brand advocates. Um, so, you know, it's different, I would say, on each of those 28,000 plus channels um, because of who we're trying to reach. You know, a, a promotion in Marrakesh is going to be different in some in, um, you know, Tokyo, just because right. the audience are different and um, different parts of the world, different um even restaurant experiences or customer service that they might um, engage with. So, and even social activity, I think you have to take that, you know, how right. social is um, a community or a region or market um, over one or the other? Are they more advanced? Are they still getting up to speed? Are they using other channels that we don't use here in the US or other markets? Um, but really the ultimate test is, you know, are you, um, targeting your core audience based on the data and the insights that you have available to you and evolving that, you know, a continual strategy. So for the corporation, we have a totally different audience actually than a general market consumer. You know, we want everybody still to be fans, um, but we want them to go to the, you know, at McDonald's, which is our U.S. handle. And, and when there's, um, you know, something they're so excited about um, that is like our, our current uh, hot off the grill campaign um, where our quarter pounders are made with 100% fresh beef and you know right. Charles Barkley and Gabrielle Union are in these commercials with like a speechless you know videos just saying how much they love it and how hot and juicy it is and delicious and um, you know that's the type of stuff that we're trying to draw attention to on those limited time offers or promotions that are happening in market and that's the type of consumer conversations that the market teams are trying to attract whereas on the corporate side, you know, our audience is more of a press media journalists, um, nonprofit citizen activist type of conversation where, you know, we're trying to get those people to engage and understand the news and business updates and global happenings that we have um, across the world. Um, just to see, you know, how we can differentiate ourselves as a, the global entity versus like the US or, you know, Canada, France, Poland markets. Yeah, for sure. No. And uh, Hank, who's retired uh, from um, McDonald's, uh, asks, uh, do you use social media internally for corporate staff and or across the owner operator staff base? Yeah, great question. So we absolutely try to engage our employees um, and encourage them to be smart and um, use social media as a way to advocate for the brand. Of course, you know, nobody is a spokesperson besides our official spokespeople. Um, but if they have um, an experience to share, if they're at an event, if they're at a restaurant, if they're, um, you know, just having fun at the office or something, we want them to showcase that because it's helping bring the brand to life. And um, we have internal advocacy programs um, that we've worked on and different apps and type of initiatives that we've used to really ignite that loyalty and fandom because you're not going to work for the brand unless you love it, right? Right. Um, and it's your job every day. So I hope everybody loves it. But, um, at, you know, at the end of it all, we really want to use the employee reach and strength that we have across the globe um, to help them be fans of the brand and showcase that to all of their friends and families and connections that they have online. Um, because no matter how big your following is, um, you know, your employees reach on social and digital channels is 10 times greater than that of any brand or business um, that account that you have. So right. that ability to really share um, from the most empowered people online using the right FTC disclosure hashtags or whatever it is that you wow, need to follow yeah. is, is super important and a great way to showcase, you know, the attributes of your brand. Um, and and if especially with the brand as big as McDonald's, there's a lot of lovers and haters out there. So we want to, you know, curate the conversations and help change those positive or those negative situations into a positive whenever we can. 
Um, and then there's some fans that will, you know, never like McDonald's and never be part of our portfolio of customers we're trying to reach. And that's okay. We want to, you know, make sure we have the loyalists and the fans that truly love us. And um, if there's somebody that isn't a fan, like, that's fine. Go your own way. You know, the, everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. So you do you and we'll do us and maybe we'll cross paths. But if not, it won't, you know, hurt us if you don't want to like our page or engage with us or use the hashtags. But um, yeah, we hope awesome. and expect all employees are, you know, if they're social <laughs> in any nature that they're sharing, you know, positive stories. And that's part of their own branding as well. I don't think an employee would ever share something that um, was detrimental to the brand because it would be probably detrimental to their job. To their job, or, right. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So um, we talked a little bit about um, uh, in our news story we covered, we cover a lot of micro influencer type news in the b2b space and um so so how does that work with mcdonald's so i know you have these macro influencers that are huge you know that that are doing commercials and things like that um but uh how, how do you how are you dealing with sort of the b2b micro influencer game that part of it yeah i mean the Influence is influence, right? If you have any power or anybody following you, even if it's one person, you're influential to that one person. So, um, you know, we don't just try to work with the big wigs and celebrities and athletes of the world. Um, we want the everyday consumer, which is the people that we connect with, to be fans of our brand and to promote the brand. So again, whether that's an employee or it's a micro influencer or somebody that, you know, maybe only has 5,000 people following them or 2,000, those people are just as important as the people that have 100 million, whatever, thousand quadruple infinity people following them. You know, we really um, want to have a one-to-one -one conversation with our customers. And if our customers have however many followers or, you know, um, influence that they have, you know, they're just as important as the next Joe Schmo or, you know, Jane Doe. Um, right. So we really try to utilize micro influencers and then in the B2B space as well, you know, a lot of our influence from the corporation comes from our partnerships and stakeholders um, and relationships that we have. So um, if we're promoting our, you know, scale for good sustainability initiatives, and we have a great partner like the Environmental Defense Fund or Rainforest Alliance or somebody that's related to our initiatives and the story we're trying to tell. Um, even Disney, something that we announced this year, we're partnering I with them um, and our new um, re refined Happy Meal programs. You know, we want to make sure that, especially on social, we're sharing that um, partnership and we're growing influence and we're, you know, in a give and take relationship where they're, you know, posting stuff, we're retweeting, amplifying it, they're doing the same. And, you know, nice. we're showing our influence in a greater capacity because of the people and the power that they have to um, share their messages on social. Yeah, that's super cool. And you guys have always been great partners in the past, you know, whenever there's, um, uh, I, I know you've, uh, well, I guess my memory from, you know, with raising uh, our kids was that there was always a movie associated with the, the kids giveaway toy and things like that. So I imagine that those types of relationships sound like they're now transferring onto social. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's where the social media landscape can be overwhelming and cumbersome. Right. And for people that are new or just getting up to speed, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and even those like McDonald's that have, um, you know, a bigger team and resources and whatnot. I mean, it's always changing and there's always something new to learn. Um, and there's always somebody, you know, trolling you or chasing you or doing whatever that is a thorn in your side. But, um, the more you can grow your influence and your reach and try to develop, you know, a purpose and reason for being online, um, the better it will be for you to engage with others and to build a social relationship. Because I think that's one thing we've really steered away from in social media is getting back to the, the nature of it is social being yes. social, sharing conversations, building relationships offline and online like you and I have and everybody else that we've met at conferences and events and, you know, keeping those relationships because I know whether I've met somebody um, before or I've never met them, but I'm connected to them online that I could reach out to, you know, off the top of my head, 20 people around the world that I could in an instant would, they would do something for me and I would do something for them, especially right. if I was visiting them or especially if they were in Chicago. Um, and that's what we want to build, you know, 
with McDonald's obviously is a much larger capacity. Um, but of course, those relationships are, are the bread and butter to the success of social. And it doesn't matter if you have five followers or five million followers, the five that you have should be the most influential people because word of mouth is the most valuable thing that you can have. And, and social world of mouth that it, as it's become right. has, has really expanded the you know visibility that your brand can have. And we didn't have this type of marketing even 10, 20 years ago. Um, so the power of social is uh, an amazing tool um, that should be utilized, but you have to be careful and smart with what you do and, you know, oh, yeah. build those relationships and, and continue to foster them uh, in order to keep that conversation going. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, one of the other questions that uh, that came in is I know that, that you guys, and you spoke about this, you have a level of sort of one of your big components is, is training the employees and, and really making sure that they feel safe and smart when it comes to social media. <clears throat> and then... Um, is is advocacy more of a you know you know I, I we have a lot of companies that you know build advocacy teams and all this stuff inside formally, or is it more um, collaborative where it's like hey if you guys want you know this is where our content is and you know if you want to share it that's great is it more um, voluntary you know or is it structured? Very collaborative. In fact, we would not be successful with what we did unless we had multiple functions, departments, teams, and even in, you know empowered in individuals. Let's call them um, believe in the greater good of what we can achieve together through, especially through social. Um, so that advocacy has really um, heightened the success of just the morale and and the opportunity to succeed and transform our business as we're doing um, because. Um, you know, I started three years ago and we had barely anybody talking about employee advocacy and um, we right. had, you know, certain programs in the past that didn't, you know, extend beyond the lifetime that they had. So when I came in, I said, you know, we've really got to, you know, figure this out because this is a, a big opportunity for the business. And, um, you know, the end result would be beneficial if people were sharing online. But in the interim, we really just need to rally people together and collaborate. So, um, you know, still to this day, um, we're trying to grow and collaborate um, with our teammates and, and other departments um, so that we're not siloed and we're not working in our own, you know, swim lanes only. Um, right. And one of the things that I put together um, a few months ago, because again, it just didn't happen, was a global content council. So oh, um, cool. we, we get together as a multi faceted group um, across different departments and come and talk about the next month. So as somebody that plans the content calendar and strategy behind our social and digital channels for the corporation, you know, we want to make sure that we have all the intel because what we don't know, we don't know. And something could be happening on the other side of the world. And yet, you know, we're not going to hear about it or promote it and could be the best opportunity for us. But we just didn't know it was happening until after the fact or we see news or articles go up about it. So um, you know, we're really trying to bring those people together with this content council and say, okay, what do you have planned and any assets so that we can repurpose and, you know, nice. amplify on social and our digital channels, um, you know, and, and integrate it all together because that is always the key. And I think what's missing a lot of the time is that fully integrated marketing and, and um, digital communication strategy where everything is taken into consideration from the beginning and social and digital doesn't just become an afterthought of like, okay, here's this, you know, full on press campaign we have going out. Now we have to put it out on social. Well, I mean, we could have done a social press release or doing it <laughs> something where right. we're Facebook live or, you know, live streaming, posting videos, content, um, you know, live Twitter chats, whatever we could have done to amplify that message. You know, that's what we want to do from the beginning and not just at the end where it's like, oh, this is going up tomorrow. Let's make sure we tweet about it once. You know, that's not how we continually grow and evolve our strategy. So we're coming together to try and rally to get those, I, I call it like a brain trust, um, a meeting of the minds where um, anyone <laughs> right. and everyone in our business can be part of this conversation. And, you know, we have a lot of resources and employees all over the globe that we can tap into other companies, you know, not necessarily that's the case for them, but um, there's more out there than you can even imagine. Even if nobody's heard of your company, you just have to find creative ways to market yourself and really promote um, through the resources that you do have available to you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and a couple people wanted to know, um, are those French fries on your shirt? 
Yes, I'm a huge fan of but especially your world famous french fries. So I'm going to give you an up close and personal view. These are a limited time <laughs> item that I got at our worldwide convention um, of, you know, this french fry sweatshirt, which whether it's 80 degrees or not, it's always cold in an office building. Yeah, so right, right. A sweatshirt. Well, everybody, so everybody says, I love it. I want one, but I don't know. It sounds like it's more of a inside thing at the store, right? Like, yeah, uh, well, you know, be friends with me, connect with me online and maybe one day I can get you a special treat like this, but, um, yeah. this is a limited item. So no promises <laughs> for sure. And then uh, last question uh, that we'll take is, um, you know, somebody's like, uh, wow, this is like a, sounds like a crazy typical day. How do you, uh, how do you work and sleep? Hmm, great question. Um, no day is the same, I'll give you that, but honestly it hasn't been over the last decade uh, in social media anyways because um, it's forever evolving like I said. So you never right. know when stuff hits the fan and you have to be online at midnight or three in the morning or if you know you get a normal kind of day where like everything's kind of quiet. But um, with, with McDonald's, we always have news and information coming out um, all over the world on our brand. So again, sure. it's hard to um, get a grasp around everything, just not, you know, but we, we've been doing a really good job at collaborating and we have daily stand-up meetings where we're, you know, talking about what's happening across the globe in the business and what we need to know and sharing our calendars. And um, I mean, that helps us kind of keep uh, a strategic mindset to everything but as with all social media you have to be on your toes at all times and you know it shouldn't give you anxiety or, or any pressure to like freak out because that would be unhealthy to do for 24 hours a day seven days a week but right um, you know we we have these beautiful things I have two of them um, that helps keep me um, in the know even when I'm offline and uh, I do value my sleep um, because it's important to get eight hours of sleep and I do not function without that. So um, I, you know, actively try to have that much sleep every night. It's, it's probably a rarity, but um, you know, it's important and it helps me be on my toes and ready for anything to come. So I would say, you know, it gets done and uh, you got to keep going with the flow and, you know, have a, have some thick skin a little bit too, because if you let little things break you down day by day, you're just gonna, you know, dissolve and uh, disseminate and not be a, a real happy, healthy person. So um, yeah. we keep things moving here. All right, all right. Well, it's always a pleasure and it always flies by. I'm like getting these things like, hey, you gotta start wrapping up. We're, you know, 55 <laughs> minutes in. I'm like, oh my gosh, where does the time go? I could just do this for another hour with you. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. We're gonna have you stay on for a couple minutes while we do some closing announcements. And then we're gonna announce our winner here in a minute. So let's do a final uh, poll here. Um, if you guys uh, uh, are looking to grow your influence, just click on uh, any of the items uh, on the screen that maybe uh, you're interested in or you want to hear more about. We'll give you uh, 30 seconds to do that. Our next episode is with uh, Randy Ellis, who uh, comes to us from Social Media Strategy Summit and um, has, has a, just a, a wealth of knowledge in uh, UI UX, which we usually uh, haven't covered a lot of that. So it's gonna be a very unique uh, type of program for us. And what we also like to know is, um, based on what Ellie has taught us today, what's one thing that you're gonna take away and you're gonna uh, think about or do differently from this moment forward. So um, Ellie is one of our uh, top influencers. We always like to understand what you know she's talking about and she's doing, but we can all apply it. So what's that one thing that you're all gonna do differently? Um, Julie says a social planning calendar. Um, yeah, micro influencers matter. So it's it's like you know it's so you know so micro influencers come in all sizes. So that's another thing as well. I think people like the organizational structure and then uh, you don't have to have a million followers to be successful at social media. Um, and then uh, Shirley's gonna try to not complain about managing her social media after listening to you, so. <laughs> as the rest of us won't. Little people have big impacts, says Trish. So 
There you hey, go. Hey, I'm a little uh, person too. So, you know, five, three, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. So uh, with that being said, we want to encourage you uh, talk to Ellie on social. She's very approachable and our engagement winner today. Uh, hold on. Uh, Jackson, who's our engagement winner today? Uh, Lori Shalil. Lori, congratulations. So there you go. So uh, you get a Starbucks card. Now, remember, we want you to transfer some social conversation and a technique that maybe you've learned from our program here, and then take that person to a face-to-face human-human contact in a Starbucks shop with your gift card and use that as a true engagement uh, experience too. And then, uh, Kate, we're going to uh, have people on social forever, 24-7. So if you want to talk to Kate, what are those handles again, Kate, to jump on? Yeah, get Social Jack on Twitter. And then, of course, our personal accounts are up there. Julie, Shirley, they're really good about interacting with us. So make sure you join in the conversation. Yeah, thank you, everybody. And so uh, thanks, Jackson, for producing on the back uh, back end there. And then thank you again, Ellie, so much for your knowledge and, and sort of sharing with us and uh, just uh, for being a friend and family of the uh, Influence Factory. So thank you so much again. Thank you, guys. All awesome. right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you all online. Yeah. Thank all you. Right, take care. Bye. Bye.